Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Welcome to Woodstock Nation. Your host, Marla Davies. Hello, it's Woodstock Nation, the podcast celebrating the revolution, evolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. I'm also one of the producers of Woodstock Nation, the documentary, which is due out this 50th year of Woodstock. Today we're going to talk about Burning Man. Although it's not a music festival, it's kind of more than a festival. It's a community, it's a city, it's an art colony. Burning Man is a phenomenon. If you go to Burning Man, it is an absolute test of your grittiness. It's a collaboration and there's no corporate sponsorships. And participants are encouraged to participate and create and to connect and to commune. The thing about Burning Man, I've never been to Burning Man. It's been one of the, it's a bucket list thing for me. It really is. Maybe for you too, maybe you've been to Burning Man, so you have a lot of experience. I did go to Burning Man. I almost went to Burning Man, and that was in the the late 80s. I lived in San Francisco, and I always was out at Baker Beach, and that's where Burning Man started. It started in 1986 in San Francisco by artist Larry Harvey. And the very first Burning Man happened. He created a nine-foot-tall man. He decided uh, to burn it right there at Baker Beach. And I I think the, the legacy or, you know, the legend of Burning Man is he went through a bad breakup. I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not sure, but this is what I've heard. He went through a bad breakup, and then the Burning Man was to signify how he was going to evolve after his breakup. So I was down at Baker Beach there in the late 80s when that's when they had it in San Francisco. And I remember these guys were building Burning Man. And I went over and I was chit-chatting with them. And and I said, what are you guys doing? They go, oh, Burning Man. Come back later tonight and we're going to burn this thing. And I was like, okay. Of course, I didn't. One of those life regrets. But it was pretty cool. I felt like, gosh, I was almost at Burning Man. Anyway, Burning Man has grown and grown and grown. The next year, the Burning Man got bigger in size and in height. He was actually then 15 foot and now pretty much stands at 40 feet high these days. Burning Man is bigger, bigger, and had to move, of course, to Black Rock Desert, where Burning Man is today. Uh, and it is basically every single Labor Day weekend. And it actually lasts a little longer than just a weekend. Uh, Burning Man is now 33 years old and almost 70,000 people gathered on the playa over the Labor Day weekend. It's no longer free, but there's some things that have stayed the same. And these are the 10 principles of Burning Man. I love this. Radical inclusion. Everyone is welcome at Burning Man and be respectful to strangers. Unconditional gift giving. You got to bring something to share. That's cool. Decommodification. No commercial sponsorships. We just talked about that. Transactions or advertising. Radical self-reliance. Encouraging you to discover, exercise, and rely on your inner resources. Radical self-expression. Express yourself. The communal effort. You're part of a community. uh, And there's creative cooperation and collaboration Civil responsibility. You got to take care of each other. You got to be responsible for public welfare and you have a civil responsibility at Burning Man. Leaving no trace. This is what we do when we go camping. I'm sure a lot of you do this too. You clean up after yourselves and you leave someplace better than when you found it. Participation. It's always better when you participate, right? Don't just stand there and look around. Be part of it. And immediacy. You're in the moment and you're trying to stay in the moment. So I love the rules of Burning Man and that is so cool and something you can carry on into your every everyday life. 
So today's show, we're going to talk to a 74-year-old virgin burner and an artist who is a veteran burner. So let's check in with Jane Crowning, who is just off the playa. So have you survived your Burning Man experience? I have. I have. Like, barely, but I have. <laughs> How many Burning Mans have you been to? Uh, you're a seasoned this professional. My, uh, yeah, this is my fourth Burning Man. Okay. And I'm on my way home right now. I'm about an hour and a half from home, and I'm in the car with my partner. Okay. Who I met during my virgin burn. Nice. Now, is this four in a row, or have you had to take breaks in yes. between? Four in a row. Yeah, four in a row. Now that I've been, I really can't imagine not going. It's the thing. So there's a lot of things that go on with Burning Man, and, you know, you there's a lot of rules, right? Aren't there things you have to do to be sort of part of the community? Like, I haven't been. So gifting, for instance? Yeah, so... Well, so my virgin burn, I went by myself. Okay. Um, I had a theme camp that I was meeting up with, but I didn't really know them very well. And I drove there alone. And they, uh, and on my way in, I sat in the line and I read the entire booklet that they send you with your ticket. Okay. Um, I, and I read it cover to cover. And I feel like it really shaped my burn. Um, they talk about the principles of Burning Man in there and reading them, like, actually on playa. Um, and, like, right before I was, like, entering the experience was so beneficial. And when I tell virgin burners, when they ask me for advice, I tell them to read the booklet. And if they are able to, like, read it in line, like, right before you go in. So you're prepared, uh, so, so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and so that you know the principles, and so the principles can shape your experience because the organization really wants that out of you. They want you to, like, really take the principles to heart and ideally take them home with you as well. Right, so so pass it on throughout when Burning Man's over and then till you, you know, rejuvenate yourself the next time you go back, right? Mm-hmm. And to take the principles into society and, like, incorporate them into your real life. Well, why don't you give us, you don't have to give all the principles, but which ones that, you know, that you feel are so useful that you carry on, that, that are important, the most important? Well, definitely the one that is, like, I think most important <laughs> because it has to do with, like, your physical well-being is radical self-reliance. Okay. And a lot of being a not just like a burner in a burning man, like it's really, it's like the elements are really harsh and they can kill you. Like you could die at burning man if you don't care for yourself properly. So being able to rely on yourself is really important. Um, and being prepared like physically for burning man is so, so, so important. So, like, being able to, like, survive in the desert is, like, definitely right. something and have, that they're... And you have to do it yourself. I mean, it's a you thing. I mean, you don't want to be needy out there, right? You want to be like, I got this. I can yeah, survive. It, yeah. yeah. And coming away knowing that you're able to survive and rely on yourself, I think, is important for a lot of people, especially if they aren't going through life 
relying on themselves. Like being it's a like, good lesson. I did it. Right. Yeah. It's it's self uh, self affirmation. But what as a burner? Now you've been there four times. For somebody new, what are some of the? Can you give some tips to maybe some help with the self reliance? What would you suggest? A lot of water. Um, I give new virgin burners a lot of tips on skincare, <laughs> which is like kind of a silly thing and not really like within the principles. But um, caring for your skin out there will really like enhance your burn like later in the week because the first like five days you're like whatever I went barefoot on playa it's fine like but then after like like day six like your cuticles hurt and your face is chapped and if you haven't been like doing what it takes to care for your skin and what is that lotion um, or scarves yeah so I use like lanolin lotion and I do sometimes I'm building quite a bit use um like gloves and protect my feet um and I think the feet are very important by the way yeah if your feet for me if my feet are not happy nothing's happy yeah you're not having a good time correct you Uh, need to do so this is good this is really good advice so how long were you on the plight was this your longest time or is this kind of natural for you no I think last year was my longest time our camp has a joke that every day that you're on playa is like 10 years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been on playa for 10 days you're a hundred years old oh my because <laughs> you feel a hundred years old after 10 days on playa how many but, how um, many days were you there uh let's see this I, I got there on friday this year like pre like during build week so and then we left so we had an interesting situation this year because We left Playa two days ago, but then had to go back yesterday. So I don't know if you would count that as a day. But so Friday to Friday was seven. Um, So 10, what is that? 10 days? 10 days. And then 11 if you count the go back, which I was only there for like two hours. So we uh, had an issue with our truck, which we knew was going to break down going out because it, like, kind of broke down on the way in. Um, and so we knew getting it out of there was going to be a struggle. But we tried to get it out as far as we could so that we at least had a chance of getting a tow in a timely manner. So we made it to, like, an hour and a half outside of Burning Man on the way back with, and left our trailer there because we knew it wasn't going to be able to tow it. We were just trying to, like, get – it out as far as we could so we could get a tow in Reno and then we rented a car in Reno and went back to get our trailer so now we're wrapping up that like two day long saga adventure yeah (laughs) you know it's funny because it almost sounds like a conquest yeah and you're kind of proud of it I can I can tell and let me just ask about so this is your fourth year now you're an experienced person does is you still get surprises? Um, I, that's a good question. I, I mean, definitely the transportation this year was a series of surprises. On my way in, I was with a friend and not my partner, and her RV broke down. So we were out, outside of Truckee for six hours waiting for that. Um, 
And then at, at the casino last night, my partner's wallet was stolen. So oh. we, you know, did a lot of creative problem solving today to put all the pieces together that we needed to get out the door again. But so on Playa, you know, I, I've kind of learned to like expect the unexpected. Um, and, and like, the, I'm always, I'm continuously surprised by like the synchronicity out there. Um, and it, you know, in the real world, you can manifest things. Sure. Um, but out there, there's this, the, one of the principles is immediacy and there is this immediacy out there, even with your like thoughts and turning into action. Like, um, you'll be like, God, I could really use an egg roll right now. And then all of a sudden there's this like egg, egg roll rolls. art car <laughs> that like pulls up behind you. And they're like, would you like a fresh egg roll? And you're like, Jesus Christ. It's kind of magical. You know? <laughs> um, so that, those kinds of surprises continue to surprise me, even though like the magic of Burning Man is deeply like ingrained in my heart at this point, it still is surprising when those kinds of things happen. Well, it's funny because with the podcast that we're working is, you know, music festivals and Burning Man's not really technically a music festival, but it's kind of the granddaddy of all, I mean, festivals. I mean, it's it, right. It's just so basically it's the revolution, evolution and magic of music festivals. But Burning Man has its own sort of magic, like you just mentioned, like egg rolls and all that, you know, mm -hmm. things happen. So honestly, people look at people that go to Burning Man and they think, why the hell am I going to do this? It's dirty. It's, you know, it's rugged. It's uncomfortable. What is it? Why is it so magical that, you know, you go back? Why would, why would anybody well, do this nonsense? Virgin Burn, I was like, okay, I, like, I'm an artist. I'm a visual artist. Um, and I knew that I had to go at some point. And four years ago was like the year that I finally had the resources to make it happen. And I went preparing myself to be one and done. I, I didn't know that I would, you know, I knew there was a chance that this might be my only chance. And I just needed to make the most of it because I could only be there once. Okay. All right. And um, I, um, th but then I met all of these incredible people and a lot of them I only see once a year, but consider them some of my very best friends. Mm -hmm. So the, the people is kind of what keeps me coming back again and again. I, I mean, at first you're like an infant and you're like amazed by everything you see. And by year four, I'm kind of like, nothing's really like, you know, surprising me at, at, like as much from a visual point of view, but... I am so, there was so much unity amongst the friendships I've made over the last four years this year that it would be really hard for me to not go back because I would miss an opportunity to like really deeply connect with the friends that I've made. And now it's become tradition, right? I mean, you have to go. Right. It's, the yeah, th it's your much. thing. It's your thing. So... I know your name is, can I say your real name? Because don't you have a playa name or do you use the same name? Uh, so my name is Jane okay. and my playa name is Ducky. Okay. I don't typically introduce myself as Ducky on playa. 
unless someone's like, what's your murder name? And then I'll tell them that my name is Ducky. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> do you want to hear the story behind my Burning Man name? Sure. <laughs> so, so my virgin burn, I met my partner and like now some of my best friends. And one of the very first conversations I had with them was about, um, I was like explaining to them that ducks had like a corkscrew shaped penis. And then I think the female <laughs> ducks have like a, like a, like what, like two vaginas and what? one of them's like a rape specific vagina. I'm not sure if this is like factual scientific okay. information. We have to, we'll have to check it out. Certain ducks. I never certain heard of ducks. a double penis. I mean, a double vagina. But yeah, that seems like so it could come like, in handy. Who is this person? Why is she telling us about ducks? Like, shaped duck dick. So they named me Duck Dick, and Ducky is short for Duck Dick. Okay. Well, <laughs> and this year I brought a little like duck puppet with me, and we named it Dick, and it had like matching costumes with me <laughs> so laughter also seems like a unifying factor yeah for sure i mean the the like irreverence and like humor that people that go to burning man share is like probably my favorite thing about so in a just a quick word if somebody wants to go to burning man next year why you know why why is it worth it Oh, gosh. If they're a virgin burner, it's worth it to see the art because there's no other gathering where you're going to see that magnitude of art. And every year for me, there's this moment where there's like layers and layers of art cars and people in costumes and the like culmination of all the things in like one visual scape for me is like blows me away there's like at least one moment at burning man everywhere every year where i'm like this is it this visually right now what i'm looking at is like it for me and to a virgin burner i would say go for that you'll you'll end up staying for the people that you meet but go for the art go for the art i love that that's fantastic so thank you thank you ducky and thank you for sharing your, all your stories. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for including me. Woodstock Nation. It's Woodstock Nation. Just talked to Jane Crowning, who is a veteran burner. And we've got more on Burning Man after this. Woodstock Nation. And today we're talking about Burning Man, which just happened over the Labor Day weekend. It's 33rd year. We just talked to Jane, who is an artist, and she went to Burning Man, her fourth Burning Man. And we heard about her experiences. Now let's talk to Gail Johnson, who is a friend of mine. We used to work together a million moons ago when I worked in Santa Rosa. And she went to Burning Man. She's a virgin burner. It's her very first time Checking in with Gail. Hello, Gail. 
That's me. At 74, I'm a virgin burner. I was just going to say, <laughs> is it okay if I say your age? But then you just oh. spit it out, so I guess it's oh, okay. I'm proud of my age. I, listen, I'm, I'm very proud and happy to be alive and doing quite well. I so. love it. I love it. Now, you sent a picture to me of one of your outfits at the burn, <laughs> which was, why don't you describe it? Well, it was like, well, at 74, it's hard to look sexy, but not well, anyway, I tried my best. You know, my husband wanted me to, you know, get in the spirit, and I, he knows I love to dress up. So I bought a couple different bustiers, but it was so hot I only wore that one. But it's like a bustier, and then I had these wild pants that I've had for years, and my hat was the best hat I saw there. It was a regular, you know, I guess you call those stovepipe hat. Okay, yeah, cute. I loved it. And then I found this wonderful thing to glue on it, and I had these great, um, uh, what do you call them, you know, to block out. You know, for your eyes, I can't think of the word right. Sunglasses. Goggles. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you really couldn't see out of them because when you looked out of them, it looked like you were looking through uh, some kind of acid trip or something, I suppose. But uh, the worst part of the whole thing was that our AC didn't work. And we really had planned to use the AC a lot. We had planned to sleep in the afternoon. It was unbearably hot there. And some people that have been there for years said it was the hottest one they could remember. Okay. What, did you guys have an RV or something? We have a trailer, but the air conditioning didn't work and the battery stopped working inside, except for magically the refrigerator. But I mean... It was a it was a test of endurance for us as well as wonderful. I mean, it made us it made me feel much stronger that I could make it through those temperatures because I've been an air conditioned girl for many years. Well, you're really roughing it out there. I think that you nailed it. I mean, there is a test of endurance. I mean, it's oh. and there's something like, are you nuts? What do you, what were you thinking? What inspired you to go? Uh, what inspired me to go, because I've always wanted to go, and I told my husband of 30 years, many, many years ago, I wanted to go because of the art. I'm a real art enthusiast. I was an art teacher. I was an art major in college, and I love observing art more than anything in the world. And the art there is absolutely out of this world incredible, and I've never seen anything like it, let alone all the things that were there. And the art cars, which are like semis or trucks or SUVs or whatever they use, some of them are three stories high. They all light up and they ride all around the perimeter of all the artworks. And it, the art cars were really our favorites. But it was very much a visual trip for me. Mm-hmm. And, and Don was in a band called The Burning Band, Oh, and at the yeah. event, now, Don's your husband, by the way. Don's my husband, and he plays the tuba and has for many years. And there's a band there with clarinets and, you know, uh, saxophones and just about every kind of horn you can imagine and drums. And then, like me, I was playing like the tambourine and other little things, little things that made noise. But we'd go around to all the different camps and they play their band and everybody would get up and start dancing. And one night we were passing out jello shots, which was really fun. And uh Well let me ask you, is that the jello shots? Because they say to bring something to gift. So was your yeah. gift the jello jello shots? No, our gifts and we still have plenty of them left are these little things that go in the head and they make a mask. And some of them actually have masks on printed on the front. Some 
them are pretty like for ladies and we must have given away at least 40 50 of those but we still have about 20 left so uh, you can nice. make them into yeah you can make them into headbands you can make them up to a headscarf you can use it as a mask you can just keep it around your neck in case the dust flies up you can put that up really quick but uh, we had pretty good ex- – there was one whiteout while we were there, which is a big wind carrying that awful gray dust. And we were lucky. Oh, the remember- playa dust, yeah. Yeah, during – well, there- do you remember the guys that owned Checkers years ago? Mm, no. One of one of them was there, and he was really nice to us. I don't want to mention his name because I'm not sure he'd like it. But uh, anyway, he- we were in his a really nice uh, – uh, trailer while the dust storm was going through, so that was that saved us for that one time. Well, and we got to go to into the VIP uh, area because of him because he helped. He helps. He's on the board of Burning Man. Okay, this guy. Burning Man has a VIP area, of course. Yes, and and I heard stories. Not sure that Brad Pitt was there. I heard it from a reliable source, mm. and I think it was P Diddy was the other one that I heard. But I'm not sure. But Brad Pitt was enough to spark my ears up because I just saw that movie Hollywood, which is incredible. Okay. Now, listen, so it's VIP at Burning Man, but it's still, it's a roughing environment. So is it still sort of a rough environment in the VIP area? No, not. I mean, I guess it could be if they go outside of the VIP area and they have to go out. But I heard, you know, they get to ride on some of these art cars during the day. So they're not walking a lot of them or riding bikes. They just go out and see the stuff. But the uh, the major greatness was to me was being able to ride a bike out at night. Now, I do have to tell you. My husband bought me a three-wheeler automatic bike, so I was almost like a float. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't have to pedal, and he decorated and put all these lights on it. But at night, going out and seeing the lights and just experience La Playa at, at night was fantastic, indeed, and seeing the sunset. I'm very much a visual person, so... I, I definitely, even with all the heat, I'm so glad I went. I think they should put those art, things up somewhere together so everybody could see them but i don't know that they do they do well there's going to be an exhibit in the oakland museum it's coming yes it's coming it's an installation of the art from burning man so i don't know which pieces will be there it'll be from this year or not but it will be at least some of those pieces were preserved so that's very cool now when, when when you think of the art what what is there anything that sticks out that was just so fabulous Oh, there. One thing that sticks in my mind, and it wasn't the biggest or you know most glorious, but it was a giant, maybe eight foot high glass pink heart, and it was just so beautiful that it really. And the whole theme of it this year was metamorphosis. So you you saw a lot of things that had to do with that, and uh, I you know the art cars were just amazing. That there was a clock tower there, all built out of wood that was so intricate and you could walk in and go into it go up to the third story of it a lot of them were two or three stories and almost all of them asked for climbing i'm not much of a climber but uh just observing them from the outside was incredible everybody the temple there was just amazing it was probably three stories high at at the highest and probably god it seemed like it was like 150 
feet long, maybe longer than that. I don't know, really big. And you could walk through it and you could write notes to people maybe that passed or a special thought for someone people that posted I love that. pictures of their dogs. I think they do like a temple every year. As, they do. Years. And okay. that's the last thing they burned down with all those messages in it. Then uh. there were pictures of parents and dogs. and It was touching. Every time I walked through it, I cried. Uh. So, yeah, I didn't write anything, but, you know, my thoughts were there. That's, oh, I just that's saw fan- this beautiful dove fly by. I think it was a dove. It was white. Anyway. What about um, what about when they did the when they burned the Burning Man? Well, this is the thing. We were we got there on Sunday. The oh, Burning Man was Saturday, Saturday night. night. Uh-huh. We had we just could not bear thinking of sitting in traffic for twelve hours or fourteen hours afterwards, which it takes sometimes to get out of there. So we left before it, Marla. And I know a lot of people thought we were crazy, but after the fires of 2017, seeing something burn is not my thing anyway anymore. Okay, I mean, right. You've done. I do yeah, not you, like the sea fires. The Sonoma County fires and the, yeah, all the, the Napa County fires. Yeah, the fires were mm-hmm. devastating, and we were here for a lot of it, and we saw a lot of burning. So, so fire doesn't get, do it for you. No, but if I go back, which I could in a couple of years, uh, if we get a bigger, better uh, trailer, uh, I we would go like on Tuesday or Wednesday, which I would advise for older people, if because it's it's really a lot of days for a week, for you know, for me and even Don, who's a lot younger than me. So, uh, but so your recommendation was- is go earlier go for the earlier part of burning man then no my recommendation is come in instead of coming sunday i would come like tuesday okay and stay through saturday or even wednesday it's really hot the dust there is everything everybody tells you it's very gray it's like chalk that's what it feels like dry chalk okay and we would wipe and the other thing i would say be sure and bring some big wiping uh, moist pads that you can buy online and we would wipe ourselves our shower didn't work so we had to of wipe course. ourselves down every day a couple of times and then i would take a bucket of water that dripped out of the ice chest and pour it over my head at least twice a day okay. really don't, yeah you really in the daytime it's just about staying alive at night you can dress up all the bars are open the bars okay are so fun. so the days are tough but the night is fabulous the nights are great that's when you know and we planned to sleep during the day but we couldn't so we did the best we could we made it up really late to almost sunrise one day but oh that nice was it. yeah that's fun that, and we, we paid for it the next day <laughs> I cannot believe you did it. I'm so, I really, I'm proud of you. I've always wanted to go to Burning Man myself, so I, well, I totally have that. if anybody should go to Burning Man, Marla, it's you, because you've got the spirit of Burning Man. You always have, and you always will. It's about being yourself and not being afraid to being yourself and doing whatever feels good. It's like being a child again. And uh, it's it's just great, people's expressiveness. Uh, I think they the call way. it one of the rules. There's 10 principles of Burning right. Man, and one is the radical self-expression, and you just nailed it. Yeah, that's it. And if anybody is a self-expressive person, it's you, Marla <laughs> Thank Davey. Thank you, Gil. <laughs> so uh, you should get your ride with somebody next year and definitely go. And you could do some interviews there, which would be incredible. It would be fun. Sure. Then I could be part of the I, art. I it sounds like a giant thing. art colony, really. 
Well, it was to me, to, to the younger kids. I'm going to tell you what this is my theory. I'd say 50 to 60 percent of the people there are 20s and 30 years old, mm -hmm. you know, and they barely wear anything. If you hear the rumors that everybody's naked, I saw five people in a week. Five people. That's it. That's out not of much. It was more thousand. at Woodstock. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. Many, many, <laughs> many, many more. And you did not see drugs. I'm sure they were being done there. But everybody was real respectful of the fact we were in national territory and uh, people just didn't do anything out in the open that I ever saw. And I was around. We well, that's, around that's our... one of the rules of Burning Man, too. Civic responsibility. Yeah. And and for the most part, the whole time we were there, the only thing we saw that disturbed us was one beer can sitting in the middle of the desert. Oh, and uh, that I hope you picked that, it up. How disrespectful. Yes, of course. You know, I mean, that's exactly what we thought. Let's say you did but your I, part. And so anyway, so 50 to 60% of these young people, there's at least 20, 25% old hippies like us. And then there's people that just go to observe, just regular, normal people that don't drink, don't party, but they just, they're in awe of the whole thing. Of the and, whole and thing. It is, it is awesome. It really is. So, so ringing endorsement, so, life-changing, Miss Johnson? I, I don't know if I'd say it was life-changing, but it definitely was life-altering in the way that I saw that art. It was just incredible. I feel like, just because of my age, I'm very, very happy with where I am and where I live and everything, so it would be really hard to alter my, to change my life because I'm so happy in the life I have. Aww, but it did make me go. feel a lot stronger. I know how strong I am. Now, now. you I knew, always knew you were strong, but if you needed Burning Man to prove it, you did it. I did it. I know. I was terrified to go there, and I'm so glad I went. I'm so I, glad. I'm so jealous, even though I that's not a good go quality. I just sign saying, I survived Burning Man. There you go. Maybe for <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, that's I, fabulous. I, I'm so thankful that you took some time to tell your story and share all that. And you're a virgin burner, Miss Gail oh, Johnson. Thanks. I can't think of anybody I would rather share my story with than you, Marla Davies. So We're just, thanks for love thinking it. of me. Well, thank you, Gail. And thanks for being on the Woodstock Nation podcast. I, I can't wait to hear it all. Thank you. Woodstock Nation. Gail Johnson, a virgin burner. Well, she's no longer a virgin. She survived Burning Man. And to Jane Crowning, who shared her stories about Burning Man. She's been uh, four times, I believe. Thanks to all of them and any of you who went to Burning Man. I love that yeah, you're so adventurous. I, I know I'll make it there. I will make it to Burning Man sometime in my lifetime. In an upcoming episode of Woodstock Nation, we're going to explore the art of Burning Man. It's an exhibit coming to the Oakland Museum of California called No Spectators, The Art of Burning Man. They're going to bring some stuff that was actually on the playa and some stuff that's built actually just for this exhibit, which has been traveling from the Smithsonian to the Cincinnati Museum of Art and now to Oakland. That'll be coming in October. We'll talk about that on another episode. So looking forward to that. I'm Marla Davies. Thanks for checking out Woodstock Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Woodstock Nation, the podcast, is in association with Woodstock Nation, the documentary, to be released in 2019 and brought to you by the wonderful people at Green Age Development. Have a fabulous day. Thank you for listening to Woodstock Nation, and we will talk to you next time. Peace.
love and thanks for being part of the tribe. From Marla Davies and everyone here at Woodstock Nation. Tune in, turn on next week. You still have time for a tempting snack. Are you sick and tired of movie review shows that are just missing something? Do you need more history? Do you need more laughs? Do you need more meandering, insane ramblings than most movie shows provide? Well, then I've got the show for you. Real Rock, with me, the rock and roll reverend Andy King. On Real Rock, we look to dissect rock and roll movies from not only a historical view, but also through a critical and oftentimes personal view. Every episode of Real Rock is a little different, with occasional parodies, sometimes special guests, and a lot of unhinged rants. So pass the popcorn, pass the vape, and hit the lights. We're going to the movies. Listen to Real Rock wherever you catch your pods. Mm -hmm.